Hello, I'm Ari. And I am Norm. And this is K-Pop for Old People. It is a podcast that we record about the topic of Korean popular music, which I like to call K-Pop. Yeah. I'm the first person who decided to call it that. Yeah. I am also your father. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything, so you have to teach me things. Yes. We may also be joined by our cat, Gracie, as we have been in the past, because we just returned home from a trip, and she is very concerned about the fact that we were not here to give her attention. She also just likes to pester us anyways. That's true, even if we haven't left. So who are we going to talk about this week? Vicha. Okay, that sounds fun. Anything new with you? Not really. Okay. Anything from our trip, like how we went bowling and... Oh, yeah, we went bowling and um, put... There's like a... There's like one of those digital jukebox things where you can like go on your phone and tell it basically what songs to play in the bowling alley. we played some New Jeans and we tried to play The Feels by Twice, but it was like some weird remix version that sounded... That was like a completely different time signature and stuff. It was like a dance mix, like a club mix. And I was... I was not very happy about that. Yeah, I could tell. I mean, you explicitly said that you did yeah. not care for it. But uh, yeah, that was weird that that happened. Yeah. But it was kind of funny to me that we were in a bowling alley listening to New Jeans and stuff because it's not the first thing I think of when I think yeah. of bowling alley music. <laughs> and we went to an arcade and mm-hmm. played Dance Dance Revolution, even though they weren't K-pop songs that we were dancing to. We were not very good at it. We were not very good at it. Yeah. But I did feel a little bit like maybe you got a sense of what it feels like for me when you try to teach me K-pop choreography. (laughs) And we were on like the easiest songs too. (laughs) Yeah. But we had a good time. Yeah. Anyway, while we were returning from our trip in the car, I was listening to 50-50 songs. Mm -hmm. And I have some thoughts I'd like to share. It became apparent to me when I started looking into... 5050 mm-hmm. that the main reason that we discussed them at all is because of this whole uh, Cupid thing. Yeah. Cuz I listened I I listened to technically I guess two songs, but one of them was well, let me start with I'll get to Cupid cuz that's the big one, right? <laughs> I'll start with uh the one I didn't listen to first actually, which was uh Higher. Mm-hmm. Their debut song. Because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's it's a pretty straightforward song. There's really not that much to it. Yeah. And I think the reason that you recommended I listen to it is probably just because you needed to recommend another song. And <laughs> that was another song that you were aware of. Yeah, I guess. Because it's really all about Cupid. Yeah. So I did listen to Cupid. In fact, I listened to several different versions of Cupid multiple times. there are so many. There are very many. In fact, when I was on Spotify looking for it, I saw that their most recent release has 11 tracks on it, and in total, five of those 11 tracks are versions of Cupid. Mm-hmm. And I get it because it went viral, so like, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm. I don't know that that metaphor applies in this case, but I, I said it anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cupid. Um, so first I listened to the original Korean version Mm -hmm. and it's a decent song. Like it's fine. Like, I don't know. It's not especially remarkable to me, but it's got a good hook to it and whatever. Like maybe it's just the fact that I just listened to it like 
20 times in a row, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it grows on you. And then I listened to what is called the twin version, mm-hmm. which is really just the English version. In fact, on the YouTube video listing, it just calls it the English version. It doesn't call it the twin version. Yeah. And it is pretty much the exact same song with a couple of changes. I think you mentioned the changes last time, which were that it doesn't have the rap Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have the key change. Mm -hmm. Now, when I listened to the Korean version first, that key change really hit me hard. I was like, whoa, okay, we're in a different key now. So it's kind of a little bit strange that um, they didn't do the key change in the English version. My suspicion, if I was a betting person is that they didn't want to have to re-record the vocals again in another key Mm. in English. So they just like kept reusing the same vocals. Maybe. And I'm guessing the rap removal was because they didn't want to translate the rap and have Kina, is it? Rap in English. But I did like compare and contrast where it's the exact same length of the song. They just basically turned what would have been the rap section into like a little instrumental interlude. Yeah. And even the music videos of the English version, because there is one for each, the Korean and the English version, but they're more or less completely identical with the exception of the fact that during the rap section, they don't show her rapping. Obviously, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But even when they're singing, you can see just by the lip sync of it all that they're still singing the Korean version. Mm. And it's just the English vocals over the top of it interesting and then of course i had to listen to the sped up version because apparently that is the one that actually went viral yeah and i guess i wasn't sure what to expect from that but when i listened to it it is legit just the twin slash english version sped up yeah like no other changes applied And when I say sped up, I mean, like, it's possible to speed up a song without changing the pitch. But this is like old school Alvin and the Chipmunks speeding up where (laughs) the pitch of the song, instrumentally and vocally, is proportionally higher Mm. in relation to how much they sped it up. Now, to me, it sounds weird because of that. It's not like completely Alvin and the Chipmunks-y that high. But it is significantly higher. And I get why you would want it sped up from like a dance perspective, like gives it more energy and all that. But it just sounds weird to me because the vocals are not in a natural timbre. Yeah. But I get why it would be more likely to go viral in that form because of the TikTok of it all. Yeah. And the more I looked into this, I guess this is a thing that people do now. Yeah. It's like this is like considered a style of music other songs older songs just sped up yeah and from what i read record companies like it because it gives songs that maybe have fallen out of the public consciousness another go at it because Mm. they can just like release it again sped up or slowed down or in some other way like very minorly changed the technology to do that is super simple like i could do that on my laptop here in like two minutes pick a song and i can just like go in my software and say speed it up and bang you got a whole new release yeah so it doesn't cost any money or anything to maybe make more money by getting some more attention on a song that people had forgotten about Mm. so that's weird but hey whatever works i guess yeah 
I did, in my research on 50-50, come across something that suggested, because we did talk about how, like, three of the four members are no longer in the group. Yeah. And what's going to happen now. And I did see some stuff online that suggested they had said that they were going to replace those three with different people. Yeah. Uh, which, okay, fine, whatever. It's weird to me, but like I said, that happens all the time in music. In fact, just the other day I was listening, this is going to sound super duper old person right now, but <laughs> I was listening to an album that I used to listen to a lot when I was young because I'm from a large family where we had a record collection that spanned many decades because I had many older siblings as well as my parents who had records. Um, I was listening to a record by the Kingston Trio, mm. which is like a 60s folk trio. Mm. And of course, trio means three people, right? Yeah. And then I was like curious about it because the Kingston Trio is still touring and like performing and you can go see them. But I said to myself, there's no possible way these are the same three guys. And then when I looked it up, apparently the Kingston Trio has had something like 17 different members over the course of history. Mm. So, yeah, it's not that uncommon to just keep replacing people. Not really in K-pop, though. I suppose it, it is probably unusual in K-pop. But anyway, I took a quick listen to the Barbie movie song, mm. which I don't even remember the name of. It <laughs> probably had the word Barbie in it, but it sounded like an advertisement for the Barbie movie, so... Mm. I didn't really pay that much attention to it. I guess that's about all I have on the subject of uh, 50-50 specifically. Yeah. So I guess let's uh, talk about that other group that I can't remember how to pronounce because it seems like a weird pronunciation to me. Uh, Vicha. Vicha. Mm -hmm. How do you spell that? Uh, V-C-H-A. Is there a hyphen or anything? Nope. Okay. It is a K-pop girl group from the company JYP Entertainment. Um from the like survival show A2K, meaning America to Korea, where they would have all these American uh, girls like audition for mm -hmm. JYP. And it was like on YouTube and stuff. And I watched like the first three episodes, but then I just kind of stopped because I didn't really care too much. Yeah, I do remember you talking about that in some of our early episodes. Yeah, but also they were like half an hour long and I didn't really have the time for that. But they finally formed the group, but I don't think that they've actually debuted yet. Oh. They have a few, um, actually, they have, like, the one pre-debut song. <laughs> there are six members. From oldest to youngest, there's Camilla, Alexi, Kendall, Savannah, KG, and Kaylee, which Kaylee is 12. Oh, wow. 12 yeah. or 13. Yeah. That's too young. <laughs> Agreed. And these are all Americans? Um, For the most part, yeah. Okay. I was just about to get to that. Oh, please tell me more. So, since they're all really, like, Americans, I guess, we have to know more because there are many different types of people in America, so you can't really Certainly. just call them Americans. Um, but yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure, like, one or two of them is Canadian. Oh, okay. They're lying to us. Well, North American, Yeah. I guess, counts. Lexi is ethnically Hmong, which is, yeah. like, the first ever Hmong person in K-pop, I guess. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Camilla is Canadian. Uh, Kendall is Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Savannah is Venezuelan. And I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Trin Paganian? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know that I've heard that before myself. Yeah. Um, KG is American. I assume when you say American or Canadian, yeah, you mean white. You mean like well, I'm pretty sure ethnically European. Um, KG is, but I'm not sure about uh, Camilla. Okay. Kaylee is Korean American. Okay. So they haven't even debuted yet. Yeah. Is this something that you're looking forward to hearing songs from them? I guess. I'm sure. curious about it. Yeah. Because, well, I guess the question that comes to my mind first is uh, it's coming from a K-pop company. Yeah. JYP. Yeah. And one of the big ones. Mm, one of the big three. And so I guess my question is, given that it's not being made by Korean uh, no, that's not a good question either, because we've talked about lots of groups who have both Korean and non-Korean members. Yeah. So given that this group is exclusively non-Korean members, or at least not Korean by birth, yeah. mentioned there was a Korean American. Yeah. How does it fall into the category of K-pop, I guess, in your mind? As it's probably, I would only really consider it K-pop because it's from a... Uh, k-pop company okay but if it was just like some girl group i would just think it's some american pop or something like that because there's also like xg where all the members are japanese and they only sing in english so like are they really a k-pop group uh yeah that you would know the answer better than yeah. i would but it is a valid question i think that's worth asking but yeah i think i would technically consider it a k-pop group okay because um well even though they don't really speak korean at all except for kaylee which another question then is, and I know that we don't know the answer to this one yet, but it would be interesting to see like what the content of the lyrical content of their songs will be if there will be ones that are in Korean. Yeah, because the thing is, like, are they going to eventually like take uh, Korean lessons or something like that and learn Korean, or are they just going to keep their whole little thing of like they're just American? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting question, I think, too. And I know that we've touched on this before, but like maybe you can clarify a little to me because it's still kind of a question in my mind. Like you've also talked about how there are popular musicians in Korea mm -hmm. that aren't K-pop. Yeah. So like where do you draw the line there? Um, Is it like the style of music? Not really because like K-pop and like any music comes in like all different like sure. concepts and themes and stuff like that. Okay. Because, like, I've heard people always talking about how, like, K-pop always sounds the same, but I strongly disagree. Oh, well, I probably would have said that at the start, and now that I've learned more, I disagree as well. I think that's probably just a argument coming out of ignorance. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it sounds to me like K-pop is not a strictly defined genre. Like, people can have opinions on whether it is or it isn't. Mm, I guess... Um, some more information on Vicha is their debut date is still unknown pretty much, but their most recent song and pre-debut song is Universe, but it's Y period O period Universe. Gotcha. It's universe. Right. So when you say it's a pre-debut song, is that just like they haven't released the full song they like because i know sometimes they release like teasers or whatever no there's like a full album and stuff like that oh there's a full album yeah like pretty much so all right again i'm getting back to questions about like the definitions of things which i know is like very dad of me to want to understand but 
So if it's not by releasing your first single or you're releasing your first album, how do you define when a debut happens? When the company says so, I guess. Oh, okay. Because there's like sometimes like with the group Baby Monster, there's still a full group. They've done um, like activities and stuff together. Like they've filmed dance covers and stuff, but mm -hmm. they're still not fully debuted yet. Interesting. I'm not sure I fully understand that, but I can accept it. It makes a picture in my mind of like there's an event that happens or something at the company where somebody cuts a ribbon <laughs> and says, I declare this K-pop group debuted. I mean, maybe they do that. I don't know. I've never seen it really happen. I've Probably only... not the ribbon. Yeah. I, listen, if they haven't, you can have that idea for free, K-pop yeah. companies. You can... <laughs> have ribbon cuttings i encourage it yeah they're under jyp entertainment from the a2k show mm -hmm. uh their fan group is unknown sure and uh the meaning of their name from what i have researched is vicha comes from the korean word pardon my mispronunciation probably bicho which okay. means uh to shine the light okay and so they kind of just like transliterated that into Vicha. Vicha. Yeah. It is kind of interesting because like a lot of K-pop group names are English words. Yeah. And well, so like... Vicha isn't really a word. It's just letters. Sure. But um, <laughs> here's an American-ish, yeah. North American, whatever you want to call it, K-pop group. And they have not even a Korean word, just like a Korean adjacent word. Yeah, I guess. Which... I don't know, like my feeling on this and correct me or weigh in on how you feel about it. It seems like kind of the point of doing a group auditioned from Americans would be to raise consciousness of K-pop in America. I feel like it's probably JYP showing how like you know they accept anybody into their groups and like because i'm pretty sure um jyp is the most accepting to foreigners mm, okay or maybe they're just experimenting with things yeah i guess yeah my interpretation of it was that they were trying to see if obviously there are plenty of k-pop fans in america yeah you're one i know other ones it's not like americans aren't willing to listen to and follow koreans yeah but it certainly seems like it would make sense that there is a certain population within America who is more likely to follow a group if they identify with them mm. more closely. Whether that's right or wrong, I'm not making a comment on, but I think it's probably true regardless. So, you know, sometimes I come at these things from the business side of things, and so I could see why a company might say, maybe we'll sell a lot of records, I know that's not a thing that people buy anymore, but <laughs> people maybe buy we're records. Like, sure, they do. That's true. But we'll get a lot of streams. We'll get a lot of online content. Popularity. And tours, of course. Tours are a big thing, too. Yeah. And especially when you can do stuff like, I know that you like to watch YouTube videos about K-pop groups. And yeah. uh, a lot of times those are subtitled because people mm -hmm. are talking in Korean. Now, if you can have a group who can speak fluent English in an American accent, that's probably going to get more views from an American audience, I would guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll still have to see. This is kind of one that's interesting because it's like still developing. Yeah. 
a thing that has been kind of talked about is people earlier were accusing uh, Vicha of like copying new jeans with like oh. their new song and whatever. Because like for example, people were saying like that they were copying them with like the stage outfits because uh, this is Vicha oh. in like their specific designated colors and stuff. And then this is new jeans. Oh. But yeah. Mm. And there's also like a similarity in like the... Uh... So for the listeners at home, you just showed me a yeah. picture of Vicha in which they were all like basically wearing primary colored outfits of different yeah. colors, like, kind of a rainbow of different colors. They're, um, they're like designated colors and whatever. Oh, so like they have an assigned color per member. Uh, yeah. That happens kind of often in uh, K-pop because... Mm. This is um, a picture of Vicha on their um, album cover. Yeah. And um, it's similar to a New Jeans photo. Sure. So, like, and then the the earlier New Jeans photo, the New Jeans photo that you showed me was also people in primary colors all in a row. Yeah, obviously there's thematic similarities there, but I, I don't really think, like, having rainbow colors is necessarily unique to any specific group personally. Yeah, that is, I mean, both those are graphically similar. But also they're like pretty common things to do. Agreed. Even though they are somewhat similar. I'm pretty sure many other groups have done that before New Jeans did. Yeah, I would say so too. And also they just like have some sort of a similar concept, but that's not that bad. Yeah, does uh, Vicha have anything beyond just like the Americanness of it all as their concept? I mean, that's probably enough of a concept by itself. <laughs> I feel like in K-pop, if their concept was American, it'd be like cowboys and stuff. Well, I guess yeah, that is fair. Yeah, but I guess the concept isn't necessarily being American. Yeah, the, the concept is being the concept is kind of like being yourself. You know, don't let people bring you down and things like that yeah but they definitely have a unique angle that's different than yeah at least any other group that i'm aware of is this the only group that you're aware of that they recruited exclusively outside of korea um well i'm pretty sure they have like um the japanese girl group okay that's fair yeah that, like right. was from before yeah you mentioned some of that okay so like this is the point at which normally i would ask you like what songs i should listen yeah. to uh but from what I'm hearing, it sounds like there might be just like one song that's out that I could even listen to if I wanted to listen to more. Well, you could try looking at their Spotify because I'm pretty sure there's more than just the one song. Yeah, I, I will take a look and see what I can find. And yeah. We can always uh, revisit this maybe in the future if they release more songs because I think we're both a little bit curious about it. Yeah. And uh, as far as who we're going to talk about next time... It sounds like maybe we're still figuring that out. So we'll call this a cliffhanger. Yeah. And you'll have to just like tune in to the next episode to find out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we have talked in the past before about doing potentially an episode where we answer questions. So if you have any questions or comments or things you'd like us to react to, please uh, don't hesitate to send them to us. Uh, the best way to do that probably is to send us an email at kpopforoldpeople at gmail.com or to leave a comment on a YouTube video. We always welcome those. So I guess that's all I have for today. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else? Nope. 
All right. Well, I guess that's it then. I will say thank you to everyone for listening. And we will talk to you next time. She also just likes to pester us anyways. That's true. Even if we haven't left. So who are we? Oh, hello, Gracie. Would you like to sit on my lap and be quiet, please?